0: You're listening to So Many Sequels. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. (laughs) You almost said Josh, didn't you? Yeah, it's kind of like weird. Just like uh, Will and Jaden Smith or (laughs) Dr. Evil and Minnie me it's just the two of us today. Just the two of us. And we are doing, we're doing a little bonus episode. We are. I'm excited. Just... Us. Yeah, it's, uh, what do we dub it? Six seasons in a movie? Six seasons in a movie. You know what I was actually? Also, I was thinking made-for-TV movie.
1: Oh, yeah, that's good, too. That's a good one. What we, what we thought about doing, because the audience loved it so much the last time, was to just have Garrett and I argue over Superman. Yeah. For like... <laughs> 20 until minutes. Until the podcast, until we ran out of uh, audio. Yeah. Like, basically, until uh, his iMac quit. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, not plugged in, nothing. Just no, run just it down. Just run it down to the bat, and then whatever's on I, there, hey... I think we're, we could make that work. Who gets the last word? Yeah. We'll find out. Well, but uh, instead- we're, we're doing this. We're decided on something that's in the sequel realm. Yeah. You could say. You a lot it of, that way. A lot of these are sequels to what came before, and that's movies that are adapted from TV shows. Yeah. Or, see, now the funny thing is there's two very two two distinct camps when it comes to this type of adaptation. I think I know where you're going, but there's, go ahead. There are films that were adapted from TV shows that were that have no real connection, mm-hmm. such as Mission Impossible or 21 Jump Street. Yep. 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 Or uh, what was another good one that was on the list? Uh oh shoot. There's gotta be like one of the first ones on your thing it has to be one on the list. Like the A Team. I mean, that's kinda yeah. and then there's the other half, which is movies. That actually feature the original cast and maybe some of the writing and and directing teams from the show that came over and did a movie. So there's kind of two distinct ways to go to about. We were talking mm-hmm. about your, you know, your Star Treks. Yeah. we're talking yeah. about your uh, your Veronica Mars. Yeah, we're talking about uh, you know Serenity. You oh know, yeah, as a film for Firefly, and uh, these type of things where they're they're literal. Adaptations from the TV screen to the big screen. Yeah. Um, as
0: opposed to sort of like, you know, Duke's a Hazard or Chips. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> so so I was so again you and I each made a list and we I, I went through uh, the there's a Wikipedia page that I found and I just made a list of a whole bunch of movies that were adapted from from TV again from Twenty One Jump Street to Bewitched uh, Brady Bunch mm-hmm. Dora the Explorer some old some new Starsky and Hutch yeah Starsky <laughs> and Hutch yeah and I looked at some of the run times for the TV shows and some of the release dates for the movies and for the most part. Most of the movies that have come out have come out years yes. after the height of these TV shows. Yeah. And I'm going to use Bewitched mm-hmm. as an example. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great example. Because the, the, the TV show ran from 1964 to 1972. The movie came out in 2005. Yeah. Now, listen, I grew up watching Bewitched to an extent because it was, it was on Nick at Night. I Dream a Genie, all that stuff. Yeah, but I never clamored. For a bewitched movie. And certainly not with Will Ferrell. So who in there, <laughs> right? And and a lot of these movies are the same. It's like they picked the strangest shows and were like, 20-something years later, you know it would be great? Let's make a movie out of this. Why? Like, who is looking at it and going, I think a bewitched movie would be a great yeah. idea. Yeah,
1: 33 years after... What could be considered the height of its popularity? Uh, maybe, maybe only like twenty. Yeah, because like I'm sure in syndication it was still big for you know upwards. of Sure, five you got 10 you got Naked afterwards. Night,
0: which is more modern now, but like TV Land plays some old right. stuff like Laugh TV. There are a whole bunch of TV shows that make their mark on playing those old movies or, or old TV shows. But here's my question: I mean, that would be like making a Home Improvement movie now, right? And like, but here's my question: Who is watching these movies? Because like. Who's the appeal? You know, if you're if you're shooting towards the generation that watched that show. Yeah. My assumption not being of that generation and Andrew's not here, so he can't speak to it.
1: Right.
0: He uh, we like I don't wanna feel like that audience would be like, oh, that's what I want to see. Right. I want to see a movie based on a TV show that I watched growing up that has none of the original people that I know. Right. Just the concept. And take the concept, and then put in a bunch of young actors who more or less make fun of the concept for yes. the entire film. That's what I want, right? And <laughs> then you have the their generation, like so, like my parents, right? Who probably just would see it, but like then different one way or another, yeah. And then people like you and me who are aware of what it is, but right. have probably zero desire to yeah, see the, it. So, like, why are they doing this? A prime example of.
1: Well, I guess we'll talk about some of the the failures early on. Well, there's more failures than success. I mean, honestly, yeah, we pulled up these lists and I was going through and I was just like, wow. I mean, it's like, there's a big chunk at the beginning where you go like, okay, this is a successful franchise. Mm -hmm. Mission Impossible, Star Trek. That's like every other one is Mission Impossible and Star Trek when you pull up the list. Yeah. And then you get down and you start going and go like, wow, I didn't realize there had been, A, not really as many as I thought there'd been. Yeah, agreed. But, But also- just not that many very good ones. No. And also there's, we'll get into this later too. There's a third camp. There's animated ones. Yeah. The animated films. Uh, but uh, but like a, a show that I watched on TV land as a kid that I, would, I actually thought was really, really good. I, I I probably was, you know, eight and didn't know any better. It probably might've been bad even as a TV show. Mm-hmm. But I really liked Chips. Sure, Chips with me was a fun show about motorcycle policemen. Eric Estrada. Right? Eric Estrada. It was a blast. A punch, right? Yeah. And then they announced the movie mm-hmm. is coming out, and it's got you know uh, Luis Pena, Michael Pena. Michael Pena. I'm sorry. What was I thinking of? Dax Shepard. And I thought, okay, that's a pretty fun cast. They're funny They're guys. Good guys. Yeah. I think that they can make this work. Sure. Movie comes out. It's God awful. Oh yeah. It's like what were what was. It it it's like the studios just happen to own the rights to these mm-hmm. pr- products, whether it's chips or Starsky and Hutch or Dukes a Hazard or or what have you. And they go, uh, we have Dax Shepard and Michael Pena signed to a contract to do a movie. What are some properties we got laying <laughs> around that we don't have anything for? And someone goes, oh, we have uh, we have the rights to chips. That's like, oh, that'll burn them out of their contract because we Mm -hmm. don't want to be stuck on the on the phone for these guys or on the wire with these guys. Just throw them in that. And then they bring in some writers and they like watch the show and then they go, all right, here's what we're going to make fun of. Because that seems it seems like a lot of these adaptations almost have like a certain level of contempt. Yeah. For the show they're adapting. Right. I mean, with the exception of maybe Starsky and Hutch, because Ben Stiller wrote, directed and acted in that, I think, Mm -hmm. or had some hand in the writing. So I think he kinda liked the show, but even that, they're kind of like mocking the show. So like the original fans aren't gonna be that big a fan of it because they it's their childhood, quote unquote, you're messing with. And then the sort of casual fans just gonna be more or less turned off that it's just kind of like a non serious film. And then I don't know who else is left—the people who are just fans of the actors who are going to see it.
0: Yeah, and I mean I, these gonna, guys are funny. Maybe this yeah. will be a funny. They don't know it because, like, for me, yeah. Chips is a show that I was aware of, but like, I don't feel like it necessarily post its series run had a lot of like overarching yeah. success. Yeah. So it was kind of an obscure thing to really grab onto, and, That's and what, I think that, that. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like, right. they probably have had the rights for a really long time. They see these two guys and think maybe they can make it work. They're both very funny. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Michael Pena who could who could play the part of Eric Estrada, I assume. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anybody else in that show. Yeah. Uh, but Dax is always funny. So, like, I'm sure yeah, if they, yeah, they yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. you know, we can put them together in this situation, it might be funny. If they were wrong.
1: Yeah. No, and it's it's such a weird thing because, like, Chips is vaguely obscure enough, too, that, like, they could do whatever they wanted with it. They could have kind of, they could have, if they had done something, you know. If they, if they didn't want to make it a comedy, mm-hmm. if they had wanted to make it, like, kind of serious. Yeah. They could have done that and I don't think anybody would have been bummed about it because, like, I don't think there's any diehard Chips fans. I think there's diehard Eric Estrada fans. Yeah. Who grew up in that time period when he was kind of like, a, you know, an icon and on magazines and stuff. But it's, uh, like, if they could have done whatever they wanted with him. Right. They could have, and yeah. It's like Mission Impossible.
0: Yeah. They could have made that into a silly a silly comedy series if
1: they wanted to, but they took it fairly
0: serious. You know what I noticed when we were going through and making this list mm-hmm. is that at least the list that I sent you, Mission po- Mission Impossible wasn't even on that list because I don't think most people know yeah. that it's a TV show. I, don't, yeah. I couldn't tell you one thing about the TV show. No, I couldn't either. Because I think most people, because that is a franchise that has taken their source material and I assume made it their own in a way that is so much better and connectable mm-hmm. than the TV show. And, and so here's an example of, a, of another movie that recently came out that, again, I don't know anything about it, but I assume could have done something different. Like, the Man from U.N.C.L.E. Like, right, right. I, that, um, let me see if I can find that on my list here.
1: It was Henry Cavill, uh, Army Hammer. Uh...
0: So it was a relatively successful show. It ran from 1964 to 1968. The movie came out in 2015 Don't know anything about the show. Not a show I've ever heard of or seen on television. Right. You got Henry Cavill, who's a good star. He was Superman. Right. He was recognized at that time. And honestly, you watch the trailer, and it's like, hey, this kind of looks like a fun movie. Yeah. And and to be fair, I haven't seen the movie. But it just seems like an odd thing for them to do. And if they adapted it to make it their own and they didn't succeed, that's one thing. But they could have taken just the source material and made it something completely different if they wanted to. Right. And I feel like that could have done better. So let's talk about some of
1: the more successful uh n- like ones that are don't feature the the cast's coming back. Okay? So like Mission Impossible is sort of like like you said, eclipsed. It's uh it's original programming. Mhm. Um and uh, so much so that there's there's podcasts dedicated purely to Mission Impossible. Sure. Uh, I think there's one uh, like The Fuse. Yeah. There's one. Uh, there's, there's, it's got its own small fandom and that's a, it's a series that, that sort of like ran its course and then got back in it. Mm-hmm. As far as like film franchises go, you guys had, uh, have a really great discussion about the ones that have come out to this point and they've just announced, I think two more, um, this weekend that, that they're going to have. So it's a franchise that's still kicking, still running and maybe more popular than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, you have uh, something like Star Trek Yeah, we talked about. They've actually managed to pull off adaptations of two different uh, incarnations of that show. They had five movies based on the uh, original cast. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. We are talking about ones that didn't have the original cast. I'm sorry. Uh, well,
0: I mean, but Star Trek that? also works because you look at something like Star Trek and that is able to take. You know, that that show started in 1966 and is mm-hmm. still going now with, with current versions of it. So, like, since 1966, there has been some form of uh, Star Trek on television or, or the big screen. So, like, right. yeah, the original movies had the original cast... And then they went to the next generation. You and had they, a few with they uh, that. Picard, right? And then, and but then they completely rebooted it because right. there was no TV show and nothing going on. And so yeah. you had you brought back the original cast. Oh yeah, but that's right. with
1: talk about the new, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but with yeah.
0: Chris Pine and uh, Zachary Quinto, um, Simon Pegg. Zo- Simon Peggs, Zoe, Zoe Saldana. Saldana. Man, like yeah. there are so many people, and they did a great job again of taking that original source material and updating it in mm-hmm. a way that gets people interested even if you're not Star Trek fans for, yeah. of the show like I never really watched a ton of Star Trek I was right. aware of it but like those movies are still really good to me and I don't have to know anything about the show yeah. to understand what's going on
1: yeah and actually the new Trek uh, the newest Star Treks and if you if you uh, look at like uh, their gross un unadjusted or anything like that Star Trek um, from 2000, what was it? Nine with JJ, the JJ Abrams rebooted Star Trek uh, is the most successful TV adaptation box office wise. Yeah. Um, made $257 million. Um, and Star Trek and the sequel to that is the number two with only the only Mission Impossible movies behind them. I mean, like it's after that, it's Mission Impossible, Fallout Mission Possible 2, Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation. Mm-hmm. And then you get to 21 Jump Street. Yeah. Now that's one that actually went the comedy route and seemed to succeed. Yeah. With Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. Yeah. Yeah. And took the concept, said the concept's a little bit, I mean, the show wasn't a comedy. You're correct. The TV show wasn't a comedy, but they yeah, went so
0: full comedy with the with the movie. If I remember right, Johnny Depp is a police officer who goes undercover to be in high school. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, I think correct? he like okay. goes
1: undercover as a young
0: yeah. Teenager, but he looks like a teenager. Yeah, right. Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill don't look like teenagers yeah. in this movie. They take the same premise, and yeah, they just crank it to eleven as far as the humor goes. And I think that is a smart way to go.
1: Yeah, it seemed to it seemed to resonate as a comedy with most people, and it maybe I don't know because I think the title is very popular, but not a lot of people know. I don't feel like that much about Twenty One Drum Street. Maybe no. that's me talking. I don't nonsense! Think so. I don't know, but from my experience, I never heard anybody who was like, "Oh, big, big original Twenty One Jump Street fan."
0: Maybe only because it's got Johnny Depp in it. I yeah. mean, I could see people being a fan of the show because of right. the, the Johnny Depp factor, just because he has that weird magnetism that hypnotizes people into everything.
1: Yeah, well, but. he was very young at the time, so it's kind of like a before they were famous type situation. It's yeah. kind of like George Clooney on ER mm-hmm. type thing, where it's like you go back and you watch in fascination, but I don't. I don't know. I don't feel like. I don't feel like until Twenty One Jump Street the movie came out. I even know what the premise of Twenty One Jump Street was. No. So it changed. It, it it kind of like gave birth to a franchise, and they ended up making a sequel with Twenty Two Jump Street. That's right. how popular
0: that has become. Well, and have you seen
1: Have you seen the Twenty One Jump Street? Movies?
0: I haven't. I resisted them for a long time just because. I wasn't a Channing Tatum person. I Mm -hmm. just thought they looked dumb, but everybody had really told me that they were good. So they're on my list of things to see, but I actually haven't seen them myself.
1: I've only seen bits and pieces of the first one. I'm kind of holding out because I figure it'll end up uh, coming out of the wheel at some point for the show. And so for the most, to an extent, pull back the curtain here a bit. I sometimes avoid seeing uh, 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 movies now that are in a series in case we come upon them, so that, that way I can give like a fresh take. Sure. For that movie when it comes up, I think that's on the list. But, but uh, check uh, it anything. should be.
0: And, it's not. Uh, it will be.
1: Yep. Yep. Perfect. So I have. So I've kind of like I've had opportunities to watch Twenty One Jump Street, and I go, well, we might watch it later, and I want it to be. I want to be ready for it. I think the only one that I actively. Uh, saw recently that I was like okay well, we'll we'll do this whenever was I saw the Lego movie sequel oh yeah and yeah, yeah. so I was like we'll do it eventually we'll come back to it I'll forget some I'll forget most of what happens here
0: going back to successful franchises that have not that don't have the original cast uh one of my favorites growing up and it, again it's been a while since I've seen it but the addams family yes with uh Christina Ricci mm-hmm. and Christopher Lloyd mm-hmm. like those movies you know, when I think of Wednesday Addams, I think of Christina Ricci just yeah. because that show is so old. And, you know, everybody knows the da-da-da-da. Yes. But that show itself, it looks like it, it was only, you know, four. No, that's the 18. <laughs> 1964 to 1966 is yeah. according to how long it ran. Yeah. And then I'm pretty was, sure the Munsters lasted longer
1: than I that. I wonder how much or longer the uh, like the animated series that kind of came out around the same time as the movies did. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of like the Addams Family has kind of existed in various in a couple of different formats and there's even a new Adams family coming out this year. Yeah, exactly. And I, and, and uh, an, an animated version of it, a new animated uh, like a, I do not I don't I'm not sure what style to say it's in. It's kind of in the style of the the really really old I guess uh, political cartoons that the Adams family kind of came out of. It's kind of that inspired by that design, but I guess it's sort of like a faux stop motion mm-hmm. kind of look. They look like claymation kind of characters. Yeah. But um that's one where they. It's kind of in the vein. So there's there's a couple of these movies that are like this. It came out in like the mid '90s. There were adaptations of of TV shows, but specifically live action adaptations of cartoons. Mm-hmm. So you have like Addams Family, The Flintstones. Yeah. Um. This technically isn't one I. What well, the, the the it fit in the category that I just said, but it kind of does. Is the Little Rascals. You know. Uh what else did they make? They never made like a Jetsons movie. The Scooby-Doo. Yeah. You know, like these like live action mixed animation style of like old cartoons or Hanna Barbera cartoons or something like that that sort of had a mixed run in like the mid to early had, 90s. Uh, you had Fat Albert. Fat Albert. Can, that that uh, fits in that category of like these live action adaptations of. Well,
0: you still teenagers. have that now. I mean, the Dora Explorer movie just came out this that's year true. and there's an animated boots in there.
1: Right. Exactly. So we, so it's not necessarily something that's gone away. I think they've just either gotten better at it or they just do it. It only comes up every once in a while. Um, but there's definitely been a steady hit and miss. I think you could say ratio with it. Yeah. There are, cause even amongst the franchises that are successful, um, uh, there's kind of hit and miss elements like even mission impossible got, was you know, was very popular for a while, but mm-hmm. then sort of like died down after mission impossible three, and then sort of came back up out of nowhere. We, like we talked about. Yeah. Um, I want to point out one before we move on to, uh, casts like, uh, like the whole film cast mm-hmm. going to and doing a movie. There's one that I don't think a lot of people would know is based on a show. It didn't really spawn a franchise. And it didn't. Uh, it actually, I think, is considered by a lot of people just to be a like solidly good film. And that's the uh, the Fugitive. With, yeah, uh, I saw that
0: on the list. And I had no with, idea it uh, with show. Harrison
1: Ford. Yep. Yeah, it was a TV show. I guess in the seventies, sixties.
0: Um, I wrote it down because I was stunned. Uh, sixty three to sixty seven.
1: Yeah. So I mean, like, it's almost like it's kind of funny because I would say like almost automatically. It would have to be, like, at the top of anybody's favorite TV adi- TV adaptation. Yeah. Because it's just a good film. And I don't know how similar it is to the TV show. I've never been able to go back and watch. I wonder if that's something that I can do now with streaming, if, like, it's available somewhere. i sure that I can go back and somewhere. actually watch the TV show and see, like, where it matches up. But The Fugitive is, like, uh, I don't know if it won any awards, but I know it was, like, I mean, it's one of the most referenced movies uh in pop culture, Mm -hmm. uh, from the one armed man to diving out of the, out of the tunnel to, you know, I didn't kill my wife. Yeah. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, outhouse in house, in house, Uh, all that stuff, you know, like that's one that's like eclipsed. I think even the TV adaptation
0: label. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, another one that I wanted to bring up before we, again, before we move on, it's not to that same level as like eclipsing because the TV show is such a cultural phenomenon still, mm-hmm. but the Brady Bunch movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, Those yeah. are so... That is a, for me, a perfect example of taking a premise yeah. and spoofing the living hell out of it yeah. and doing such a great job. Just realizing that there's no way to make this serious
1: yep. and saying, like, what if we just went full, like, airplane with it? Like, we just got silly. Yes. Like, we just, like, tongue, in sh- tongue firmly in cheek, yep. you know but like at any moment in that while you're watching that movie it feels like you know a group of cowboys come bashing through the stage wall and be like hey we're from a different movie we'll go back to ours now or whatever like it feels like they're gonna break the fourth wall
0: well and and from the casting perspective i remember because again tv land and nick at night at those times played those kinds of shows Hmm. and i remember seeing the brady bunch movie and i the casting for that is so good that i thought it was the original cast for the most part i mean you got i don't remember everybody but i know greg kinnear is papa brady right and he is so spot on perfect and then i just remember watching it and that there's a scene where greg and marcia are sharing a—I think the attic mm-hmm. as a as a shared bedroom right and they have a sheet between them and they're you know undressing and getting ready for bed and it's that weird like lighting of a sheet and it's mm-hmm. just so funny but i again thought it was the real people so it just put this whole like <laughs> what is
1: going on with yeah. this show i would have i would i remember seeing this show this movie early on and then i would have like we i would have like Sort of like uh, uh, crisscross memories. Yeah, where I was like, oh yeah, when that happened on the show, and they're like, was that the movie? Yeah, like, and then I started thinking, like, were the movies canon? You know, like, <laughs> what did her what did did uh, did Mrs. Brady's husband disappear at sea? Right, <laughs> you know, like, is that the is that the story? Yeah, yeah. Like, I couldn't remember because I know that at the end of uh, a very Brady sequel, I think is what it's called. Yeah, uh, uh, her. Husband returns and it's the professor from Gilligan's Island. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, and his ex-wife is like genie from Who I Dream of Genie or some nonsense. You know, like so it's like uh, they really like bring the whole TV Land uh, universe, yeah, into into like becoming like a whole thing with crossover. But um it's a uh, that's like going like saying like, hey, let's just do something funny. And I I honestly thought a while that i like dreamt those movies because mm-hmm. i was like were those real yeah i watched them at like three in the morning yep. on like some on like who knows what channel yeah but uh yeah that's a that's a fun show you know like there's a couple other ones that stand out that didn't get franchises that they probably could have get smart with steve carell yeah had the rock and hathaway in it uh maverick you know, it's an old western show Mel sure. gibson was in that but uh but now let's move on to to the shows that really, like, I think, uh, I don't know what Abed meant when he said, six seasons in a movie. That was a reference to the cape? I know it was a reference to the okay, cape, okay, okay. but I don't know if he meant that the cape would get six seasons and then a movie Yes, with the same actor and the same cast, but that's how right, I've always right. interpreted it. Sure. Was, you know, you're going to get six solid seasons and then you're going right to the film, which yep. to me, I always thought he meant the re- basic reference there was Star Trek The Next Generation because that had seven seasons and this, the movie it's for the first movie with uh, with the Star Trek characters mm-hmm. came out the same year that the show had its finale. So like it went like right from TV to the big screen and then it was in movies from there on out. And so, I was, so I, I did a little bit of like trying to dig around and find, okay, what shows actually had movies come out while they were running mm-hmm. or right up to when they were running? Sure. It's a fascinating group. Um, I think some of the favorites that we could list are uh, The Muppets Show. Sure. And The Muppets Movie. Yeah. The Muppets Movie came out um, during The Muppets Show's fourth season. And I think they ended up doing two more seasons after The Muppets Movie came out. But, like, hitting that show at, like, the height of its sort of, like, recognition. Yeah. And uh, the Muppets movie is obviously one of, I think, it's one of, uh, it's a great, I mean, it's terrific. I was watching a clip from it the other day that was the Fork in the Road clip. Oh, yeah, yeah. laughing, yeah. Uh, remembering it. But um, uh, uh, the, uh, the SpongeBob animated movie, mm-hmm. the first one, anyway, came out... Uh, while they were in the middle of what is called Season 3 of Spongebob. That show was on forever. Yeah. I feel like I was... I thought I, thought I was a lot older when the first Spongebob movie came out. But it came out in 04. So that means I was 14. Mm-hmm. It means you were probably just over 14. 14 or 15, yeah. Yeah. It came out in 04 and Spongebob debuted in 98. So... I
0: am stunned that Spongebob is that old. I know. Because I thought it was a 2000s thing. He's about, to
1: hit, uh, he's about to hit 20. He's the last remaining original. He is. He's like the... He's He's been... He's the Simpsons of... Uh, of kids' Nicktoons. Speaking of which, the Speaking Simpsons of the movie, Simpsons, which was in season nineteen yeah. before its first movie came out, you would think that like the Simpsons was so popular for the '90s, so that like they would have put a Simpsons movie out in the '90s. Yeah, but it didn't it get its first film until two thousand seven. Uh, yep, two thousand seven. 19 seasons into its into its run I mean it's obviously still going right Disney talking about making a new Simpsons
0: movie spinoffs so another Simpsons movie so like the Simpsons movie itself for me has always been a perfect example of the Simpsons series where like the first half is great yeah, and the second half kind of tapers off a little bit oh
1: the Simpsons movie yep oh
0: okay I was gonna thought you meant the the show as a whole, and I was also like, that the first half like of The like Simpsons is great, and then the later the, the, the second half I, of the the series has been. I feel
1: Whoa. like The Simpsons has got to be one of those shows. I feel like Family Guy's this way because it's been on for a long time now too. Is it's probably really good for a while, and then it's not that great for a while, and then it's kind of good for, all of a sudden out of nowhere again. And yeah, then it's like because that's how I think shows that go on for that long, like they're just kind of naturally that happens. Like they'll cycle out writers, and a new group of writers come in who watch the good stuff, and so they're like mm-hmm. bringing back all the good stuff. And then, like they leave, but the the you know those the next group came in and they were more into the crap that was yeah. in the in between. Yep. So it kind of goes from two. It kind of goes to, to such extremes because you'd think okay, a show has to be fairly fairly popular, fairly established before you make a movie, right? They waited 19 seasons to make a Simpsons movie. They waited uh, something like almost 20 years for a Simpsons movie. Then you go to like the opposite end of the spectrum. They made a South Park movie two years after South Park debuted. Yeah.
0: South Park had had like. 28 episodes and they're like yeah make a movie make a feature length film <laughs> Trey and Parker or Trey what Trey Parker and Matt, Matt Stone, Stone can just
1: do whatever they want I know and it's and uh and they've kept going they haven't made another movie since but they put that South Park movie out and uh it actually changed my whole understanding of the show yeah like I I, I had a certain opinion about the show I watched the movie watched it all the way through and I was like oh the show is actually I think I'm actually like the show for some reason now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah so Yeah, so you can... So, some shows, like, it's, like, takes forever. Some shows, it's instant. Uh, Twin Peaks had a prequel Mm -hmm. film. I suppose a sequel. It had a movie. uh, I can't remember the actual title of it. Hang on. Let me pull it up here. Uh, Twin Peaks, Fire Walks With Me. So, that came out uh, after uh, Twin Peaks and then, obviously, before the revival. Yeah. We just had. uh, We talked about X-Files. X-Files has had two movies. It had one that came out... uh, after its sixth season. So it's one of the few to actually do the exact the sixth six season seasons of the movie. Yeah. Uh, but then came out and then they did three more seasons. Yeah. <laughs> and then they did two more seasons uh, something like a long time ago, you know, like away, way later. Um, and we and then you can had go, We
0: uh, discussed on this podcast here, you can go back and find those old episodes of the X-Files yeah. and even the Mission Impossible
1: series. Now, I don't want to spoil it for yeah. anybody who wants to go listen to the X-Files stuff, but uh, you guys talked about, I think, probably the, the kind of big difference between the two because that first X-Files movie actually performed pretty well yeah uh, the second one didn't perform well at all mm-hmm. it sort of uh,
0: had a different vibe
1: yeah it did Had a, and did that new vibe because I figure I, I don't know maybe Josh watched it more than you did did that new vibe influence the new take I on the show so. they've done
0: recently uh, I didn't watch a reboot of the season so I can't answer that but I don't think so I don't think so interesting interesting yeah. um, so there is one show
1: oh here's another one just, just for your sake though, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that. That had three seasons and yep. then went right to the big screen. We, we will certainly talk about that. There is one show because the thing about the about the uh, X Files is that they uh, they kept going. Mm-hmm. But there is one show that did six seasons exactly and a movie mm-hmm. with the original cast, and then they did a sequel as well. But we'll, we'll I don't want to mention that. There's one show. They did literally six seasons and a movie, and that's it. And it is Sex and the City. Oh, Lord. (laughs) They did six seasons of that show. They did a movie four years after the show ended with the original cast, the whole group, and signed it off, and then they did Sex and the City too, but we won't really talk about that. And I don't know. I how can't even talk about it. I never saw the show. I, I never know. saw the movie. I know, but I wanted to bring it up so bad because it's what uh, it's it's the truest. I know there's Obed
0: a statement. I know there's a Mister Big. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I assume I know what it means, but Alice I don't Eve's actually know. Second one, I think. I like her. Alice Eve's great. Um, but yeah, that
1: was the as, as far as like breaking it down now. I didn't honestly go through the entire list. I went through the ones yeah. that seem to have like the biggest name recognition. Same. So there might be some other ones in there, and I didn't go through all of the animated films. Mm-hmm. I went through a lot of the top animated films. That's why SpongeBob, Simpsons, sure. South Park—they they were kind of on there. Um, I only included, by the way,
0: also uh, theatrical releases. Oh. There's also tons of obviously direct to video. Sure. Things uh, like that. that doesn't count. So, uh, but let's talk. About, let's let's move towards movies that. Came from TV shows that don't necessarily warrant it, b- but they do. So, like, for the, the best example that I have is uh, Firefly. Yeah. So, Firefly, a TV show on Fox, only in 2002, mm-hmm. got canceled almost immediately, became a, a cult phenomenon. And Joss Whedon this is kind of where he got his, like, main start recognition kind of deal whenever he became, like, nerd king. A movie came out three years later, uh, Serenity, Mm -hmm. and for me, I never really watched Firefly until last year, never saw the movie until last year, but it seems like this is an example of a a show that had a story to tell, Mm -hmm. and the movie helped finish what the TV show didn't get a chance to do, because it got canceled. Yeah. And then there's also, uh, you know, not in the same vein but like Veronica Mars mm-hmm. where Veronica Mars was like the, the uh, big smash TV show on CW and right. um, UPN before that and then they it was like the first movie to be completely crowdfunded right and started this whole trend and so like there are these cult status shows that people want to see right and I feel like there's a few examples of that not in the same vein but like I feel like if it's really focused, those are the better ones. Right. So, like, even um, the Saturday Night Live movies, you have The Blues Brothers, you right. have Wayne's World. They take something that is focused and then they expand on that. And I feel like that works better than taking the general premise and trying to narrow it down to a movie based on the list that I have anyway. What do yeah. you think?
1: Well. I definitely think, and obviously, yeah, Veronica Mars came out kind of, I thought, it was kind of perfect timing because it was a show that people wanted to have more of or wanted to see closure with, Mm -hmm. and crowdfunding was kind of at its height when that movie came out. I, I think it's similar now, but I think it's kind of crowdfunding seems to have kind of sort of stilted off a bit.
0: Yeah, it's just because everybody tries to do it. Like, it, this was, yeah. like, the first time a movie, like, yeah. a big movie had yeah. really tried to do it.
1: That the creative, the people who were creative and the people who actually owned, I guess, to a certain extent, the rights to the film, yeah. to, the, to the property. It had brought back had the original people. It yeah. brought
0: back the showrunner, yeah. I believe, was in, in the they head of it. had so. full say. It
1: wasn't, like, a thing of, like, because, I mean, the thing is, we could probably, if a bunch of us got together, we could crowdfund, uh... You know, our own Spider-Man movie. Sure. But, you know, like, we don't know anybody who owns the property. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not the So it's a situation where, like, the right people at the right time had the perfect tool to get that sort of thing done. And it was, like, pure power to the fan mm-hmm. to, like, achieve something like that. And that's the, really, the to me, the real hard part is you can focus in on what was good about it, and you can kind of take that, but it's really hard to determine, like, well, a little bit like we were talking about earlier, like, how big is the fan base for this? Right. Can we release, uh, you know, uh, uh, what was the one you said before, Veronica Firefly, or Firefly and You
0: know, Serenity. like, if we
1: make a Serenity movie, is there going to be the fan base there? Or is it, you know, like, you know, like, how, uh, other than, like, letters, you yeah. know, and stuff, and, like, email and things like that, Do we, you know, like, how do we know this thing's not going to bomb? And Serenity didn't necessarily do spectacular at the box office, but it did show that, like, hey, there was a fan base that did want to go see it. And when when you have, like, the original creators working on it, it definitely sends the right message. It's a situation on the opposite end where it's kind of confusing. Yeah. Or it's like, well, who did they think was going to come see this?
0: Right. Well, and I feel like Serenity did a good job of, you don't need to know what it's connected to. like Right. You can watch Serenity as a standalone movie and enjoy it. Now, right. if you've seen the show, you get more satisfaction out of it, but you can indeed mm. watch that movie not knowing anything. Yeah. And it's been so long since I've seen the Veronica Mars movie where like, I can't remember exactly, but I would imagine that it's kind of a similar process where if you know the backstory, it certainly helps, but you don't absolutely have to. Yeah, well, and I think that's how you have to play it if it's a cult status
1: thing where yeah. it's like, okay, and it's a very delicate line to want is making the movie feel like it's a, like it's accessible to a new fan mm-hmm. and accessible to someone who's seen literally everything. Yeah. Um, that's the big that was the that's kind of the big hang up with any time they try to do something like this. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about comic book movies a lot and they have an element of that. Mm-hmm. But also they're I think it's a lot more approachable. Uh, just because you just go like well hey you know at the very least i know going in it's a kid who walks on walls yeah know, or something like that right with a tv show you come in and there's like if the movie is too geared towards the fan mm-hmm. the like the hardcore fan then it's like oh i don't understand all these relationships and references they're making what are they talking about i'm so confused i don't understand the story yeah and so it, that might and then if you go the other direction where you cater exclusively to the new fan the old fan is just going to call it well i think you've heard this complaint a lot probably uh the movie was just a long episode of the tv show yeah yeah where it's like they just i just felt like they were just doing things they were just establishing things i already knew and they were just walking through the motions there's a lot of movies that have been hit hit with that particular uh, uh label of being just a long episode, or being four episodes stitched together. Yeah, I think people threw that at, at the new X X Files movie. Um, I know Star Trek Insurrection, which was I think their tenth film, ninth film. Excuse me, I think is their ninth film. That was I, I remember coming out of the movie and having kind of that feeling, like, well, that just kind of felt like two episodes that they just like put together. Yeah, you know, like it was, like, it was just a long two parter, and. So it can it can be it's, it's such a tough rope, tough tough, tough 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 line to walk. But when they do get it perfectly right with something like a Serenity, Veronica Mars, I think even something like The Fugitive, like where we didn't know, we don't we didn't know the backstory going in, but we didn't feel like we needed to, Mm-mm. and everything worked. And I know that I have read that there are people who are who like the show, like the movie, like the movie feels like a perfect summation of the show for them.
0: Yeah. So.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to dive. Run to an end of a list.
0: I want to dive Start. a little deeper into Saturday Night Live, just because they have so many, and they have such a, a broad range of success and flop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so
1: it's uh, for, me, embarrassing
0: yeah, for me. Yeah, oh, for me. Well, I guess technically they have two successes and a lot of flops. Yeah. So Blues Brothers, Wayne's yeah. World, set the tone. Um, I, those both of those movies to this day, are I think they hold up. Mm-hmm. I think they're funny. I think they're smart. They know what they're doing. They take their source material and they they grab it, but then they also expand on it. Like yeah, the Jim uh, Jim Belushi, no John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd in the first one, and and that whole premise that they have is just hilarious yes. and so iconically good. And I've seen um, Blue's Brothers, but I couldn't tell you...
1: I don't remember Blue's Brothers ske- skits, sketches... No. ...well enough to tell you what was necessarily stuff they were creating just for the movie. And right. that's why I think the movie felt right, is because it felt like you were getting to know what how these characters sort of became who they are, yep. or what makes them these characters. And what you got on SNL was just the quick bit of their life, here it is, this is them, the Blues Brothers, and then get out. And so, like, you were seeing them in little bits and pieces, and here's the big story that, like, is behind those little sketches. And I think Wayne's World kind of felt like that, too, because they didn't stick with just, like, okay, it's Wayne's World, they have a public access show, we're just gonna stay in the public access show the whole time, or something silly like that. They were like, well, here's what Wayne's World looks like when they leave the set. Right. And... It's you know what happens when you put those characters into what could be considered real life, even though the real life of Wayne's World kind of tailors to Wayne's World a little bit. Sure. Um, in terms of its general feel, especially in the sequel. Yeah. But there's a there's a it it uh, for whatever reason has a good gel to it i i still love watching wayne's world and there are other snl movies that i kind of liked at the time but i don't like what are you
0: watching now right. something about it just doesn't work those me. are really the only two um you know coneheads is fine i don't have a problem with coneheads but like i don't yeah. want to watch it coneheads, i'm not gonna sit down and watch it
1: it's really good if it's like saturday morning yeah and you're you know like 13 and you really got don't have anything
0: else to yeah. do. yeah <laughs> and that's really kind of where it stopped because after that you have it's pat Which is just—I don't think people knew it was even knew it was an SNL movie. No, and it's a complicated, like it's a weird sketch. Like I just don't know much about it. Uh, But then you have one of the most iconic sketches, and one of the worst movies, "A Night at the Roxbury."
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See, now I like "A Night at the Roxbury," not because it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, but just because it's so bad. Yeah, and because it's it's so like. I don't know why they thought that one was going to go with. I can't tell what the the thought process was there.
0: And that's kind of where SNL seems to have gone. Like, you know that you have Blues Brothers 2000, which you don't need. Um, I've not seen it, but, I mean, Jim Belushi, or John, I keep doing that. John Belushi's passed away at this point in time. They bring in um, John Goodman, who is iconic in his own right and has great chemistry with um, Dan Aykroyd, but like, why? Right. Why would you make a sequel to that? Right. So many years later, without they, the original the, people.
1: The, the thing, the thing, especially with the sketches with SNL movies, movies based on SNL characters, is they are inherently the performer who created them. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's the writers that go into it as well, but today you look at it, we wouldn't watch a Stefan movie starring anybody but Bill Hader. Mm -hmm. If it's not Bill Hader, then it's not really Stefan. It's somebody doing an impression of Stefan. Yep. And you can get away with that for like, you know, something like Star Trek where it's like, clearly it's a different time period. You know, like we can't have Shatner and Nimoy and them doing the same things they used to do. But like, SNL might be a situation where like the performance of those characters is purely the performer. Yeah. As opposed to you know you can you can like uh, a character like uh, Ethan Hunt is written to be played by could have been played by anybody and Tom Cruise could have easily not been Ethan Hunt yeah. He could have given that role to a bunch of different people and it probably would have worked but you can't give Wayne to Adam Sandler and expect it to be anywhere close to the same type of movie yeah um, all due respect to John Goodman yeah and and he's he's great but like it is like that character in our heads, and in in his in his essence is whatever Jim Belushi did with it. Yeah. So John, excuse me, John. Did I say Jim? Too yeah, now? it's my fault. It's just from saying Jim
0: so many. Yeah. Times. Well, I watched according to Jim. Like Jim, <laughs> Jim is the one that's most of the time forefront yeah. in my brain. Um. I also just watched a uh, little shop of horrors, and he's in that. <laughs> yeah. So like he's he's in he's been in my brain. So right
1: now. so I I think what are the other ones on that list like Superstar, Superstar, uh, the
0: ladies man. And uh MacGruber. Oh,
1: MacGruber. See, now that was like the most, that has to be the most recent attempt. Yes. Right? They haven't is. done anything. No.
0: With an SNL character. And that one looks like it was in 2010.
1: See, now MacGruber is a character that I feel like there was potential there. Because yep. luckily, like he, he, the character exists in basically 40 second sketches. Like he's not a long-term character. MacGruber. You know, it's just yeah. like, what are you going to do now? MacGruber. Boom. Yeah you know and like so like there was room there to like have like a really long uh, like a, you know expand the
0: concept but really MacGruber or Magruver's just a spoof of MacGyver yeah yeah and so and like even then that's kind of where I feel like a lot of those things went they weren't necessarily original things like I like the ladies man a lot I think that's a funny skit but like uh that's uh Tim no Tim Meadows Tim Meadows where Tim he Meadows. gives love advice and oh, like a, a radio show. Yeah, the, yeah. the lady of the man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I so remember like, that now. Yeah. I think that could have been done good, but everything is so like spoofy and kind of silly, mm-hmm. and I just don't think they have any like solid characters anymore. Like no. they don't have. Well, they characters they do, like they but
1: they. I think they wisely have figured out like, hey, you know what? Maybe these characters don't work in long format as yeah. well as, or at least we don't know how to quite do it because like. Like, Stefan's a very popular character. Sure. I think if if John Mulaney and Bill Hader tried, they could potentially do a movie with that. But would it work? I don't know. I don't know if we want to see Stefan outside of his, you know, like, what does Stefan's world actually look like when he goes out? You know, this old band-aid by the side of the road. Exactly. All that, like, you know, like, it doesn't, it's not going to match. And it's always the joke there that, like, Stefan's version of reality totally doesn't mesh with the, you know our version of reality mm-hmm. um what's another really popular character they have right now um i'm a really big fan of oh i'm a really big fan of one that jonah hill does uh but it's a kid who's like six mm-hmm. and he's always taking his his uh parental figure Uh-oh. to uh, hibachi places yeah yeah and he's like mom chill out i'm six <laughs> my mother here has never met uh you know a a gracious man in her life god rest her i'm joking mother i know you're still alive or whatever it is that he you know it's a really hilarious bit i think that there, that's very funny obviously it wouldn't necessarily work as as like a full-length movie because like what's the what like the conceit being that jonah hill's playing a six-year-old for an entire film but uh the most oh you know what so it's not actually on snl anymore but the closest thing they had to like a really hit pair of characters probably was the digital short Adam, a, a Andy Samberg and Justin Timberlake characters. Oh, sure. I don't know what their, you know, ca- character names are. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the the Dick in a Box, yeah, yeah, Mother yeah.
0: Lover yeah.
1: characters probably could have pitched that into a movie. I'd oh, watch just Justin these Justin Timberlake silly and dudes. Andy Samberg
0: movie in a heartbeat. I
1: think that might... That could have had legs. We probably would be sitting here today, going, "Man, that was a bad idea." Yeah. Totally killed the whole con. Like, I can't even watch those sketches now. Yeah. But um, there's there, what you'd have the element there that you could be You could also be like a weird musical. Yeah. With Andy Samberg and Justin Timberlake playing these goofball characters, but yeah, I, I, they don't create characters to that level anymore. And I think that NBC universal or whoever it is that's is in charge of doing that yeah I probably figured out you know what maybe not that's no character these snl movies never work as great as we want to we're never gonna have another wayne's world yeah or wayne's world too we'd settle for that
0: so let's move on you and i did you make a list of like some of your favorites i did okay so so did i so let's move up to that but i just want to list a few more that we didn't really go over uh you had a whole bunch of ali g stuff so oh, like borat yeah, 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 yeah. bruno that all started from his show you got the Alvin and the Chipmunks series oh yeah um Avatar The Last Airbender Entourage Baywatch Entourage uh Charlie's Angels which is getting another reboot for some reason I can't figure out why yeah
1: people just I don't know I think people just love the concept that I mean you know
0: three spies yeah three women spies uh, Dragnet, which starred Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Tom to, Hanks. Tom Hanks. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dudley Do Right. Only I knew about that. Uh, yeah. Did you know that The Equalizer was a TV show? This I did. I, um, I found out because of this. Yeah, had no idea. I Those didn't realize. I movies think you with like that uh, movie a lot, don't you? I've never seen any of them. Oh, I which love me some like? Denzel. Out of time. Oh, I'm sorry. Which were you thinking of? I thought
1: The Equalizer was like a Jason Statham
0: film. Oh no no no! That's a Transporter. The Transporter. A transporter. Yeah. Um, let's see, George of the Jungle, G.I. Joe, right. Inspector Gadget, I Spy, Jackass.
1: I Spy was a funny movie I, I used to watch a lot as a kid.
0: Really? Yeah. I, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, well, it's, it's it's not great, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> Lost in Space, All of Monty Python, uh, Mr. Magoo, Winnie the Pooh, Pokemon, uh, Rugrats. Yeah, like an endless list of Pokemon movies. Oh yeah, there's so many. Um, and I think those are, uh, Transformers... Twilight Zone. Yeah, I guess you'd
1: have to count Transformers.
0: The Wild Wild West. Yes, the Wild Wild Wicked Wicked Wild Wild yes, West. That's yeah. upsetting. So so again, a lot of the ones that they make, and I, this is a problem that I have, are just I don't feel like things that people want to see. And no. I think that you've got to look at it if you're if you're an exec. The question is, is it really? I want to see this or, or does it boil down to a lack of creative ideas? Like yeah. I got, we need to make a movie, but I have nothing. Let's just take one of these old things and make it current. Cause I feel yeah. like that. Those are the not bad Not enough ones. people, not enough decisions are being made to hit these movies at the height of their
1: popularity and at the height and at the height of like, from a creative storytelling standpoint, doesn't yeah. make sense mm-hmm. because I'll tell you what you don't like them. I, and I'm okay with that. You don't like this show. But if ever there had been a time, and maybe the ending of the show uh, sort of negates really doing this, but if ever there had been a time to make a movie about a show that was kicking it
0: on a week-to-week basis, it would have been Game of Thrones. Sure. Especially with how bad that last season was that everybody regards it as anyway. Everybody doesn't like it. If they would have made a movie... I think that may have been the better route. They're working on making like a prequel, based,
1: like a prequel show. Yeah, right? but that's you, you, and why and, and it's not going
0: to have that same kind of feeling. I don't. I think.
1: mean, I mean, it could. It just depends on how exactly what what they end up doing with it. But yeah. the point. But I, I'm trying to say like, there's been a bunch of shows recently that have been big, big hits, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like anybody is going into making these TV shows with the thought that like this could be a movie someday. Yeah. And I'm looking at them now, thinking like, what's a TV show today that could be a movie? Twenty years from now, Mm -hmm. like you know, uh, the way we're seeing
0: some of the shows from the '90s, Baywatch, right? You know, uh, uh, I mean, they've they've got the Breaking Bad movie coming out. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that they're doing, and a lot of these shows that could lead up to a movie. And I feel like you feel like
1: we're gonna like like (sighs) I don't guess it would work quite the same. I'm trying to think of shows that are like Dukes of Hazard. (laughs) <laughs> then it could be made into movies but here's the thing later I was gonna say the Big Bang theory but it's a it's like a it's like a three
0: camera sitcom so right. it doesn't really fit yeah it you it almost has to be something that's so obscure because we're in an age of TV where anything can be canceled at any point in time and right. anything can be picked up after it's been canceled and if it's bad then they're just gonna get rid of it because you've got it's it's not the same where it's just network you've mm-hmm. got Netflix which has control of things you have Hulu um, so many other things so like we joked about it, but like six seasons in a movie comes from community. If they made a community movie, that would be something that would be fan service, but people would go see it. Yeah. For me, I've been waiting a lifetime for a Chuck movie. Yeah. Chuck is a show that was now constantly is, on the bubble of I'll being canceled, but with Zachary Levi hitting that famous Shazam. Yeah. You've got um, Adam Baldwin, who is in Firefly and recognizable for some other cult things, mm-hmm. and then Yvonne Strahovski, who is now in Handmaid's Tale, which is an incredibly popular show on Hulu, I think that there are elements there that that could get people's attention, even though they're not diehard Chuck fans like me. Well, let me tell you this now.
1: Chuck is a good example of what we're looking for here.
0: Yeah. Chuck is conceptually
1: a good idea. Yeah. Spy who doesn't really know he's a spy slash want to be a spy. Yeah. Slash kind of wants to be a spy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Conceptually, it works, and it works as you could do it as a film press. Yep, yep. Guy gains spy information, and doesn't know what to do with it. Is trained by spies who sometimes resent him, but learn to love him in time. Exactly. Uh, you could make that movie at any time. Garrett, would you be excited in your mid fifties if you found out Chuck is coming to theaters, starring young person? You don't. You've not heard of. You know? I think.
0: I would give it a chance just for how much I love Chuck. Put but yourself nobody I mean it would have to the, be
1: in the shoes of the fifty year old guy who saw Johnny Knoxville and Sean William Scott as the Duke brothers. <laughs> the Duke Boys. And,
0: I think You know. So I don't know. I'm a little more I think again, I think it's different because we we have grown up in an age where like technology is prevalent. So right. like we would uh, hope maybe yeah. be more privy to understand who these people are that are starring in these movies, right. and, and and have a idea of if they'll work or not. I say that, but then like there are young people around that are starring in movies that I'm like, who is this? Yeah.
1: Where did they come from? Yeah.
0: So I don't actually know if that's true, but I I think that I would just because I love Chuck so much, I think I might be interested. But they, man, they the endearing part of Chuck is Zachary Levi, right? And like they would have to have his. Innocence and magnetism, and I—I mm, I uh, don't uh, know. Here's another one. Here's a show we like. They actually had a movie for TV, but
1: say you and I, a couple of fifty-eight year olds, old timers. Yeah, according to our so many sequels podcasts every week still. <laughs> but they announce they are make a psych movie. Oh man! But obviously, no Jason James. Riddick well, maybe he's got a cameo.
0: Yeah, a little, a
1: little cameo for Dule Hill in there. Right. You know. As well, Sean Waterbottom or something like that, yeah, and uh, he uh, and so like we're old timers watching something we love, not necessarily as even as kids, because mm-hmm. I feel like we were in our teens when it's like we out. were, but like we're watching like people coming in. and not only do they make the movie, but they like, make fun of it. It's like
0: well, now if they make fun of it, it I would not. I, I would want them to stick to it, and I right. think a good example of it, and this will transition into some of our favorites. Uh, I think I think the Power Rangers reboot, right. Is a good example for me because I don't know most of them. I didn't recognize them. Like I've, I, as their careers have continued to blossom, mm-hmm. I know to, I know a little more. I like obviously Brian Cranston, Bill Hader, Elizabeth Banks. Right. Those three are like bankable names that you can put in there and be like, oh, that's interesting. But like I went and saw that Power Rangers movie because of the fact that it was a Power Rangers. I didn't care about. Who was starring in it? I was like, "You're t- you're giving me a new Power yeah. Rangers movie? But Heck also, yes! Sign me up! Just, yeah, yeah, anyway. I'm let's, on board for it. Let's yeah. And and I thought the movie was good. That movie is criminally underrated. Yeah, and underappreciated. It is a good movie. I run I tell thing. you what, there's a part I don't want to spoil something, but there's a part where something happens involving one of the main Power Rangers, uh-huh. and I straight up, no joke, cry every time. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that from this movie because I I've love. Not seen it yet? I gotta watch with it. a furious passion. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Yeah. I will be the first to tell you it's a bad movie. Oh, the, the 90s. with Ivan or... Ooze oh, yeah. and all of them. Uh, I love it without irony. But can I can I ask? Though? Yeah.
1: How old were you when you rewatched child. it? I was a child. It no, came... but, but, no, but when you rewatched it and you realized, oh. This actually isn't very good. I watch but you still it, with, like it. I watch
0: it with blinders on. I go back to a six-year-old Garrett watching that movie, and I and I just love it. See, I think I was uh, like, I think we, I think immediately when Bulk and Skull, like when they're parachuting out, and Bulk and Skull are falling out of the sky. I think that's the moment that like, if I'm looking at it with goggles, would be like, oh, this is really bad. But I ignore all of that.
1: For me, I think I was about 17, and it was on. It was like on TV somewhere, and I wanted to show my little brother. And so I was like, oh, this is this be great. I haven't seen the Power Rangers movie in forever. This would be great. I sit down and I start watching.
0: It. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> it's really bad.
1: Like, oh, well, this is this is cheesy. Oh, Ooh, these these actors can't deliver dialogue. Yep. Something and like the effects were just all kinds of like strange. Yeah, Yeah. Have you yep. ever seen the honest uh honest trailer for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie? Uh, no. They 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 they, they they highlight something. You know, what? I'm not going to tell you about it. Okay. But they highlight something that after I saw it, I could not unhear it oh or boy. unsee it.
0: Oh, so anyway, it. So, anyway,
1: it was just such a. Uh, uh, I was so like, oh. Like, I still, the same way, mm-hmm. love it super to death. It's the same way, I like, with Space Jam. Yeah. Like I can yeah, watch yeah. Space Jam now and go, like, okay, I understand why now adults thought this was, like, really dog crap and, like, why critics hated it. Yeah. And I still understand why I, as a kid, thought it was uh, awesome. And now I watch it. Uh, with a totally new sense of uh, uh, appreciation, because now I'm also watching it for like Bill for like Bill Murray. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah for like sure. Now I'm like subtly just laughing at like Bill Murray and Wayne Knight and all these like little casual asides that like all the characters have that are totally for the adults and not for the kids. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what I'm trying to say is I guess nostalgia has an effect.
0: Yeah. But. So, but that that's like, those, those are some of my favorites right. are like the, the Power Rangers, Power like Rangers. I, in no particular order, because that would certainly be number one, but like, uh, m- well, maybe. maybe, but one or two for sure, but like in no particular order. So, that's one of mine. What's well, one of yours? So, one of mine is uh, Star Trek First Contact. Okay, this is the second Star Trek movie based on uh,
1: the next generation, but it's the one that featured the Borg, and the Borg were kind of like the defining addition mm-hmm. that the next generation had they they tried to they brought in several new you know like alien groups new concepts to the show um, and with the exception of probably like the holodeck premise uh, the board is sort of the defining addition that the TNG had on the whole uh, next Star Trek universe yeah and so getting that on the big screen and I thought it was actually really well done it's it narratively it follows something they had already done in the show but to see it sort of like with big screen style production, it uh, it stands out as one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, uh, for me, another one on my list. Again, I, I'm looking at my list, and honestly, most of the ones that I would consider favorites are one that I grew up watching as kids. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Scooby Doo, the original Scooby Doo, oh, right, right. not Monsters Unleashed, but the original Scooby Doo with, Scooby-Doo with uh, Matthew Lillard, Freddie Prinze, right. uh, Sarah Michelle Sarah- Gellar, yeah. and uh, oh my goodness. Oh, uh, uh, I know who she is, Linda I Cardellini? Always, yeah, I always call her, her Velma
1: every time I see yeah. her. That's how I refer to her. I was like, oh, I didn't know Hawkeye I was married to Velma.
0: Yeah, like, like it's a bad, I mean. it's a bad movie, but it's such a good kids movie. Yeah, and then the the whole stupid turn with uh, Scrappy, Scrappy Doo, Doo being yeah. the bad guy is dumb. Yeah, but like Matthew Lillard is a great Shaggy, mm-hmm. Freddie Prinz is a great Freddie, Vel uh, Linda Cardellini is a perfect Velma. Yeah, like absolutely perfect. And, and
1: Sarah Michelle Gellar's all right as Daphne. She's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. But the the whole campiness of what they're doing turned into like real life with real monsters is a good blend of humor. Yeah. Plus a cameo from Sugar Ray, like it spoke to me. Yeah, as it a has, kid.
1: It's, it's it's the tongue is in cheek there, but it also seems like they like like obviously they they're paying a little bit of homage to the show. Exactly. It doesn't feel like it's It has contempt for the show. So, it... it, I I liked that movie a lot as a kid, and it was one of those ones that, like, I sort of grew out of. But uh, if it were on today, I'd still watch it. It's just got... That nostalgia can do incredible things for you. Absolutely. And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you go back and you watch something and you go, oh, God, this is terrible. See our Ace Ventura podcast. Yeah, but Scooby-Doo still is still in that realm. Yeah. Uh, You know, until an actor does something reprehensible and it was in it or something. Right, right, right. (laughs) Um... Uh, for me, the Muppets movie. Oh, yeah. We talked yeah. about it a little bit earlier. Muppets movie is kind of like the perfect uh, gateway if you've never seen Muppet stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. it just it just works. And you don't need to, like, have watched the Muppets show to enjoy it. The Muppets show obviously exists uh, as a, you know, like, more or less is like an SNL type show. It's yeah. a series of sketches with a sort of, a, but it has like a running through line in most episodes. Mm-hmm. But, like, the movie, it's just like a straight up coming of age style movie uh, with Kermit the Frog and Fozzie Bear and Miss Piggy. And it's just, uh, it's heartwarming to watch. And so uh, it's, it's one of the best decisions made that somebody said, you know, I think we could do a movie with this. And yeah. So, luckily they let, let the, you know, like they didn't get in their way. They said, Hey, this is, you guys know how to do this. So like, we'll help you with whatever you need production wise. And you guys just, do whatever you want to do with the story, mm-hmm. with the and, and with the performances, the actors that you want in it. Just do it. Yep. So I gotta go with the Muppets movie.
0: Uh, I've got uh, again. Uh, we've we've the, the ones that are I'm going to list are bad. <laughs> like I'll be the first one to admit, but like I love them so much. Oh, and uh, I don't still watching, worry. I got a couple bad um, ones right in a row here. The, uh, the Flintstones, the original Flintstones, oh, yeah. not the not John the Viva Goodman, Rock Vegas. Uh, John Goodman, perfect. Um, uh, Fred. Uh, Wilma Salinsky. I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember the woman that played Wilma. Oh, I'll look it up. There. I've gone real blank. Real uh, but uh, oh no, uh, Rick Moranis is Rick a perfect Moranis, Barney. That's it. Um, oh, uh, Rosie O'Donnell is Barney's wife, and there it's just so good. I remember as a kid, I
1: thought that that movie must have been like must have nailed it mm-hmm. because I remember my mom saying um that she was not a big fan of Rosie O'Donnell but she totally nailed Betty Rubble. Yeah. She said she did. She, she
0: gets that laugh perfect is what my mom said. She Absolutely. laughs just like Betty Rubble. Elizabeth Perkins was Wilma. That's right. And then, and then you got Berry. Uh, you Barry got a in young it. Halle Berry Kevin is, McLaughlin. Yeah. It's it's just there's so many great people in, this, in that in yeah, movie. Yeah. It's just it's like they and they were
1: like they were like let's tell a somewhat adult story with this not yeah. like risque or anything, but like, they didn't like, it wasn't like a necessarily a super childish movie. Yeah. Um, so, uh. And a surprise appearance by the B-52s. Yeah. Who doesn't love that? Right. Uh, another one I got on here we talked about earlier is, uh, The Fugitive. I won't talk a long about. We talked about that a minute ago, but we uh, we briefly mentioned Wicked Wicked Wild Wild West. Yeah, yeah, love it. Oh Lord, it's bad. Don't it get me is. wrong. Didn't realize how bad it was until oh
0: yeah. Until I watched it like Same. six years later or something, I was like, oh my goodness. And to think I that Will Smith now. passed up being Neo, Neo. to do that. Movie. I know. There's even a song on one of his albums where he (laughs) says something about, I recover from the wild, wild west, yes. And I was like, yeah, you did somehow.
1: People hated that movie. Yeah. Um, But it was uh, for a, whatever I was, nine-year-old kid. That was exactly what I wanted movies to be. It was cowboys and robots and weird... Uh, fake nonsense and yeah. Zalma Hayek. It was everything I needed in a film.
0: I remember going to McDonald's and getting a Happy Meal or something because they had the Jim West sunglasses, so I had those for a real long time and I thought I was the coolest kid. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was great.
1: No doubt. And I uh, I and you know, he's a tremendous actor in everything. Is uh, Kenneth Branagh, who plays the bad guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this Loveless. he uh, he is he is fine. Sure. Character is kind of a really a uh, weird bad character but the fact that he was like i'll just go all in yeah and be like the weirdest southern person that's ever lived you know like, wow, wow fiance. <laughs> and all this like over the top nonsense it's so it's so campy yep. that it's like i don't know i don't know what they were i don't know
0: yep. but it i but i love uh i love wow always it's so bad uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original trilogy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, love those movies so much, and and the practical effects that they do with the turtles. I think they still look pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the live action aspect of it. Um, you know, the the reboot was fine, but the computer generated caused some stir. Um, some people liked it, some people didn't. I thought yeah. the movie was fine, and
1: it was just a situation for me with that. This 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 new rebooted live action that they've done recently, where the problem wasn't necessarily that the I thought the animation looked bad. I just thought it didn't look consistent mm-hmm. between the four of them. Yeah. So, like, they all four of them looked, like, too different to me. Yeah. And so, like, if they'd kind of had a... And obviously, when you're doing, like, a, I think, a, the, the live-action rubber suits that they had, they yeah. looked fairly similar because, like, they probably only made, like, one mold. I think those were Jim Henson made. I think they were. I yeah. think they were part... I think Jim Henson, uh, his company, at least, yeah. worked on those. So... If they had kind of had a little bit more, like they looked like the same, like they looked like brothers to me. But they kind of looked like each one of them is like totally different. Now, granted, I know who cares. Yeah. <laughs> but that was that was the only thing that that stood out. To me. Like I think technically they looked for the most part fine. Mm-hmm. It's kind of incredible when you see like the before and after of how that effect works. Yeah. Or how they do that. But. Uh, but uh, but in terms of like people get like all butthurt about the story and stuff, but like if you want to go back and watch the cartoon, I mean it was right. a really over the top silly cartoon. Yeah. Like why would you, why wouldn't the movies be silly and over the top? Yep. Uh, here's another one for you. We talked about it, I think we mentioned you mentioned it anyway. Lost in Space. Yeah. That's a show that I uh, I only saw in old, old reruns. But the film I did was not, I, this was another situation where I was not young enough. I, I was not old enough to realize that this was a bad film. <laughs> uh I thought it was great. You know, it had uh if you look at the cast too, William Hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh you got uh Gary Oldman. I forgot he was in that. Yeah, Gary Oldman plays the bad guy and he's terrific. You have uh oh shoot. I always want to call her Elizabeth Banks, but that's not her name. She's uh she's on Scrubs. Elizabeth Shue. No. Oh, yeah. Lost in Space. I feel like my dad just now, the way I said that. Lost in Space. 1998. Matt LeBlanc is in it. Yeah, it's got Joey. Uh, Matt LeBlanc from Friends. He is a big part of it. He's uh, he's the pilot. Uh, oh, Heather Graham. Oh. Okay. That's what I was trying to think of. Heather Graham, very young Heather Graham. You got Mimi Rogers. You got Lacey Chabert. Right, right, right. Secretly, uh, uh, you know, like... If I weren't very happily married, Lacey Chabert, <laughs> if you're single, I'm pretty fetch. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bad movie, but I really enjoy watching it yeah. as a kid, and I kind of still enjoy watching it now. It's just a really silly, stupid movie.
0: Yeah. I just want proof that uh, I didn't pick all bad movies, but we already talked about them, so I didn't feel a need to say them. I have Serenity. I have Wayne's World. I have Blues Brothers, mm-hmm. all on my list as far yeah. as favorites. I feel but, like we talked up the good ones already. Yeah. The all-time favorite for me, a movie that I will to this day sit down and watch, no matter what, is Good Burger. Good Burger, based on the skit from All That, starring Keenan Thompson, yeah. Kel Mitchell, Sinbad. There is a, <laughs> a, a brief yeah. appearance from Carmen Electra. Is Coolio in that? Coolio's <laughs> not in it, I don't think. Um, but that movie is just... Everything about the 90s that I loved from start to finish. Uh, All That is one of my favorite shows. Keenan and Kel is my favorite Nickelodeon show. And I truly will just sit down and watch this. And I think that I that is a it. good example of, again, it's not a good movie. I understand that. Yeah. But it also does what Wayne's World and Blues Brothers did. For all that. Now, I'm not comparing those movies, but in a sense of what it did and expand upon a specific thing that is as close as Nickelodeon can ever get. I want to say this to the listener at home. You may not know Garrett as well as I do. (laughs) Uh,
1: But after having gotten to know Garrett over the course of, what, seven years? Six years? Yeah, long time. Uh, This is totally on brand.
0: (laughs) This is like,
1: like, if Garrett could dress as a good burger character, he might. If you I would get, like if you. I get, would
0: be Ed for. You should have
1: done that when you went to uh, the Wizard Con. You should have oh. just gone as a Good Burger employee.
0: Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. <laughs> Can I take
1: you harder? <laughs> you would looked like Drake Bell, hood, you know, going a <laughs> Good Burger. Um, I feel like one that shouldn't be left off of a, a favorites talk is uh, uh, is The Simpsons. I, it's not sure. necessarily like my favorite, but yeah. I, I enjoyed it. And I and uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed the SpongeBob movie when yeah. I was younger. It yeah. was it was an all right movie, the Rugrats movies and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but uh, I think I'll finish out by saying uh, the South Park movie. Classic, uh, yeah. I really dug it, you know. And I it was one that I watched after I watched it several years after it had come out. Like I didn't I didn't watch it in in two thousand, but uh, sometime around like two thousand four, two thousand five. I I I got to see that and I saw it. Uh, you know, the the actual cut and see, it. It wasn't like the TV, TV cut or anything like that. I actually saw the the theatrical release cut. And, uh, I was like, wow, this is, it was insane. And, uh, it's up there in terms of like, change my mind on, on, on how I viewed the show, how I thought about a lot of things. It It was, it's a surprisingly mature movie. If you can get through the, uh, the profanity and a lot of this, the, uh, the, uh, uh, sexual content right all that right, stuff. right all the stuff that you know south park for yeah like and that's the premise of that's basically the premise of south park is if like you can sit through all of the offensive stuff that they do they'll actually sneak in like a really like a strangely really, uh uh salient point mm-hmm, <laughs> at the end so mm-hmm. so like i um uh i'm gonna throw that one on the favorites as well and then uh i have a little detail for you too yeah if uh, if if that's if that's all we got, yeah, is that all we got? Yeah, we're running long,
0: so uh, we'll uh, start to wrap up here.
1: So I got so uh, in terms of uh, money. Well, we were going to look up the tomato score too. Maybe. Yeah, we may not have time for that. So uh, we uh, we uh, the highest grossing uh, film we talked about was uh, Star Trek, the highest grossing TV adaptation. Sure. Um, if you look at ones that only it's it's only the original cast reprising then it's star trek the Motion picture mm-hmm. the very first star trek movie um that's uh, adjusted for inflation unadjusted good it's burger. a pretty <laughs> tight race between two movies okay it's the simpsons movie yeah oh that makes sense is and south park no no oh. and sex in the city oh jesus sex in the city is the highest grossing i want you to hear this from me is the highest grossing tv adaptation starring the original cast that is live action goodness gracious think about that I don't want to yeah
0: but uh, before we wrap up there's a real quick list that I want to run through of the other ways so movies that have been turned into TV shows
1: oh that's a a much smaller
0: list I think so uh, I'm not going to go through all of these Uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral is one of them Uh, The Dark Crystal which has just come out on Mm -hmm. Netflix is a TV show now that's a real recent one um let's see what else we got here uh Honey I shrunk the kids I think that's a relatively oh, yeah. new show that's coming out on Disney if I'm not mistaken yeah
1: I think they had a they had a show that was based off it in like the early 2000s maybe but that's where they didn't what really it was. go long. yeah I think like they've got episodes. a new one that's
0: coming out yeah bound not, to be better yeah oh no maybe that's man in the house I don't know uh Jack Ryan oh right 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 yeah, yeah. clueless Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy people? the Vampire Slayer is probably the, the,
1: the most successful the one you would put on the front of that list. Yeah. that's on like a, That
0: show went on for like, what, nine seasons? It was a very long and time. And it had spinoffs itself. Yeah, it was a very long time, and I don't think a lot of people remember the movie, because it's not a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy it quite a bit, but uh, Limitless was a TV show for a while. That's uh, true. Criminally underrated. Fargo, another one that's oh, right, has right. been Fargo turned into. probably a top one, too. Yep. Uh, Psycho. The Psycho. Bates Motel. Was based on that. We're gonna get a
1: Star Wars one here very soon. We are. We are Mandalorian indeed. Mandalorian based on a based on the universe. Yep.
0: Uh, Daredevil. Oh right, right. So there's a, there are a lot that go in the other way, and I feel like it's uh, Silence of the Lambs with uh, Hannibal, which oh, is oh yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. show. That's a good one. Such a good show that no one. It's watched. a good one to point out. Um, but there are so many that, and I, and I feel like it may, it, you know, you can, I feel like it's easier to take a movie and expand on it. Like you can take that world and give it something bigger. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times you can have success. A lot of animated movies do that too. Um, well, you, I think there's like Kung Fu Panda stuff. Yeah. There's movies. a Beetlejuice animated
1: series yeah. that's based on the movie. There's a, there's a uh, I think there's a, how to train your dragons show. Is yeah. there? Maybe I'm getting so. using that right. with like something else. But Friday Night Lights is a one that's pretty successful. Oh yeah, that's a that's a big one too, because that's a movie that didn't even like really have any premise of being like a show. Yeah. You know, or like a, a series of films. Yeah. So yeah, there, that's a conversation we could have another time too. Yeah, movies absolutely. that became T V shows.
0: Yeah. But I think that's all we got now. Yeah. Oh, so, you can find us online at Facebook.com slash so many sequels, Twitter, Instagram, all of that stuff. We are streaming all over the place, yep. wherever you can find a podcast, we are there. Also, make sure that you get the Sound Tooth, Sounds Tooth app. Right, a bunch of local people all collected into one little easy to find collection. Yes, yeah, what do I you mean? Yeah, yeah, it's a local app with
1: local stuff. You're not. It's a collection you're not really going to find anywhere else. You no. can find them individually in other places. Yeah, but we've collected them all right here for you. Some really great guys uh, and girls. Go check them out with their cool shows. And uh, we're happy to yeah. be a part of that.
0: So uh, until next time, don't even get me started on Superman. Let me tell you why he's great.